Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jack Pashi, otherwise known as the other guy, and you're tuned into Rock Talk. It's great to be back, ladies and gentlemen, here on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. It's been so long. I hope you all missed me as much as I missed you. I have an awesome segment we're going to get to cover today for Rock Talk. As you know, for the general gist of Rock Talk, we like to talk about modern events occurring in the rock and roll industry or big phenomenal things artists are specifically doing. And today, we actually get to talk about one of my all-time favorite music bands, Foo Fighters. That's right, Foo Fighters. No, we're not talking about the 90s. No, we're not talking about the early 2000s. We're talking about brand new spanking Foo Fighters. And it's kind of fun because it's Foo Fighters with a twist. And here's what I mean by that. A while ago, Dave Grohl said he was working on a really weird, different project after Medicine on Midnight, which was the last album the Foo Fighters did, which also, brand new Foo Fighters. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to Medicine at Midnight. It's really fun. It's kind of a David Bowie-esque sort of vibe to that album. A little more pop to it? It's, it's, it's interesting, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today, we're talking about Hail Satin. Not Satan, Satin. That's right. The Foo Fighters decided they're going to do a disco album. And I have to say, I was really skeptical at first. But here's the thing. It's fun. It's just fun. Uh, we're going to get to play some of the songs off of the new album, Hail Satin, for you here today. But the general gist is Dave Grohl apparently is a huge Bee Gees fan. And apparently a bunch of the other members and Foo Fighters are too. So they were just kind of on a whim like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just do a disco album. Why not? Um, and I have to say, I would consider it a success. It's phenomenal. Um, these are some awesome BG covers. Uh, some of the awesome songs we have off of this would be like, You Should Be Dancing, Night Fever. I mean, we have Shadow Dancing on there, More Than a Woman. It's phenomenal. Um... I didn't realize Dave Grohl could sing that high. It sounds fun. It's different than anything they've done in the past. It's way different than what most artists are doing. And I love when artists take an opportunity and it's, it's a risk. I love when they take the risk and they sort of explore other genres. They try out a different avenue of music because I think it gives them a creative outlet to just kind of have fun with it. You know, I... When you talk to music artists all the time, a very common trend is eventually they kind of get burned out um, or they change. And sometimes that's not always what's desired from the industry or they have different problems when they do that. This is a brilliant case of where I feel like because the Foo Fighters are so successful, they just had a really awesome album that they dropped why not have a little fun? Why not branch off? I mean, the David Bowie album was obviously met with either you loved it or you hated it. I think it was really a boiled down to, do you like that genre of music or not? And in the case of what they've done with Hail Satin here is they kind of just doubled down on that bet. And I would definitely say from a personal perspective of listening to it, but also looking at some of the numbers, I'd say it's been largely successful. I think they've attracted a, a different branch of their audience that has been either you know sort of out there exploring different avenues and now is returning to them or they've gathered a new element of audience people who like disco like the Bee Gees, like that sort of early pop-esque sort of upbeat just kind of having fun with it groovy if you will music um 
that probably have never looked at the Foo Fighters, never even given them a second thought, and now they've drawn in this audience, and I think it's fun. And again, we're going to get into it here in a little bit, but for point of reference, for those of you who decide to get the album uh, and you don't like disco, still consider getting the album because what's fun about this is the front half is basically hail satin, but the back half is a bunch of acoustic versions of songs I did off of Medicine at Midnight, which is super fun. My my personal favorite of these acoustic renditions, and I highly encourage you to go take an opportunity to listen to it, is Waiting on a War, which was one of their big songs off of Medicine at Midnight. Um, it has so much more... How do I put this? It's a different emotion that it gives off when it's played acoustically. Like, if you look at the original version of it, The Rock... It's sort of this building and building and building and it gets you fired up and, you know, it's full of awesome bass and you can feel the drums and it sort of just beats in you. When it's played acoustically and it's done with this different sort of essence, there is almost a sort of, like, it's not sadness, but there is an element of sort of nostalgia. It's not remorse, but it, it does have a sort of softer... I don't want to say colder, but it, it feels a little bit more emotional and sort of a, a darker spectrum and sort of like sadness or elements of like that because uh, you take out a lot of those elements that sort of make your, your blood pump, your, your heart beat. Um, it makes you sort of stop and think a little bit more. So that's really exciting. Um, and I love it when artists do like the top half is one thing. But the bottom half is kind of like a a tribute to something else or it was just kind of an experiment with something or they give you a taste of something else that might be coming down the road. I love it when artists do that. Um, and I really like the, the, the album medicine at midnight and what they did with it. And I think the acoustic version of it creates this whole different synergistic tonality to it. So it's really fun. Back to the top half though here. Um, as we'll start off here, we'll do the first song here. We'll do You Should Be Dancing, which is just so fun. They have a chorus, and if you get the chance, look up the music video that goes with it because it's just the Foo Fighters on stage. They're all dressed up like it's the 80s, you know, sort of doing the disco vibe um, and the chorus, and they're smiling and they're all having fun. So let's get this started here, and then we'll break it down a little bit. But You Should Be Dancing uh, for the DGs, as they called themselves on the album.
All right. And so that was You Should Be Dancing by the DGs, which obviously that's what the band refers to themselves on the album. The DGs is a play on the name BGs. Uh, and where you get DGs is D for Dave, G for Grohl. It's Dave Grohl. He's playing with names, uh, which is fun, you know, and I think that sets the tone that this isn't simply meant to be taken like, ah, we're, you know, real hardcore professional disco players. They're just having some fun. And I think that's phenomenal because when an artist has a certain feeling towards their music in a either super positive or super negative way, it often comes out in the music. It comes out in the playing and in the vocals. And this is obviously an example. This is them just having fun. Some sidebars. I think it's really interesting because when we listen to the actual music here, and obviously specifically, you should be dancing, we can hear it in, but also in some of the other things like Night Fever and Tragedy that are on this album for the disco covers, the drums sometimes hit a little bit hard or more notes are hit than are meant to be, just not out of rhythm or anything, but in, with a clear level of intention. And that's usually a sign of a musician just kind of going with the flow, having fun. It also gives us an interesting taste because you pick up on the rock beats. You're sort of reminded, oh yeah, this is the Foo Fighters. These are the people who did Everlong. These are the people who did All My Life, uh, My Hero. And it gives them that character. It, it makes the song their own. And the other place we see that is with the vocals from Dave on this stuff. Because he sings in a very high register, which is super interesting to listen to because... I mean, Dave Grohl's done it before, but in the, this way for this long and this consistency through all of these songs uh, really shows like the level of depth and the the range that Dave Grohl is able to hit. But sometimes when he goes from that super high register and then he drops it back down to his more normal register or even a deeper register for some of the highlights and accents in the vocals is really interesting because it's that same point as the drums where suddenly you're like, oh, right. This is the Foo Fighters, because sometimes when you listen to this, you'll you'll kind of forget um, who's actually doing this. This is a rock band. This is a band that did hard rock. It's done like a little bit of grunge rock. It's done, you know, like regular rock. Like it's it's a very prolific rock band. Hearing them do disco is just fun because it shows such diversity in their knowledge. And if you like what you heard, please go give out this go try this album out. It's called Hail Satin. Again, not Satan, Satin, like the, the fabric. Um, that's my biggest recommendation. And then, again, if you liked Medicine at Midnight, the previous album, uh, try the other side of the CD because they do all of the different acoustic renditions that they've covered for it. Unfortunately, it looks like that's all of our time for the day, folks. I'm Jack Pashi, otherwise known as the other guy. Uh, Next week, look forward to hopefully an interview. We'll be actually interviewing one of our local bands here from the Eau Claire area, Alunga. Should be exciting. Um, otherwise, well, peace, everybody. Rock on.